step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. There's a new food show sheriff in town, Podna. Trey's Chowdown Podcast Live will feature celebrity chefs and pit masters with celebrity mixologists with creative cocktail menus from distilleries statewide. We'll have farmers, ranchers, wildlife experts, fishermen, and more, all for the culinary world and the foodies. Live from the Spoonie Studios on the iHeartRadio platform, Trey's Chowdown Podcast Live. <laughs> I swear, man. The wonders all of right. live radio, Trey. Yeah, I know. Here we are, back for another day of Trey's Chowdown Live on Spoonie Radio. Going to have a good day today. All right, uh, we're going to talk. We have a lot to talk about today, but uh, I want to get down to hot topics first. We have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Next Saturday, August 31st, is National Bacon Day. I'm really excited about uh, International Bacon Day. Actually, International Bacon Day, we've got... Uh, Talk to producers at uh, Fox 4. We've got another episode of uh, Trey's Chatting Live over at um, Fox Studios. Got the best bacon dishes in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Spent quite a bit of time uh, eating bacon. Oh, boy, that was terrible. I'm telling you right now, that was absolutely terrible. Uh, anyway, we got the best bacon dishes episode next Saturday uh, live from uh, the Fox Studio in Dallas on Channel 4. Uh, so y'all can tune in and uh, check us out. We love Fox over there. They been with them three years now, and they um, done a lot of episodes with them, and they were one of our uh, first to uh, put us on TV and uh, really enjoyed being over there. All right, we also had this week, we had uh, the new restaurant, the Dallas Toller pat- uh, Bar and Patio and Kitchen open up on Ross Avenue. It's a beautiful thing, kind of extension of people's backyards. Uh, people are really liking it. It's uh, very colorful. They have a lot of live games, big live games. They have lots of TVs. They basically wanted it to be an extension of your backyard. Uh, there's a lot of people that live around in that area, and uh, they kind of wanted it to be kind of a backyard feel. It's real vibrant, super colorful, uh, and everybody needs to try to get out there and check it out. That's the Dallas. It's in Dallas on Toller Patio Bar and Kitchen. Also, Martin House Brewing Company released its new beer, and uh, it's already sold out in a lot of places, but it's the uh, Best Made Pickle Beer. I thought that was pretty neat. Best Made Pickle Beer. Uh, people just seem to love it. The reviews have been phenomenal. I have not had a chance to get it yet. I've been way too busy. They released it. They launched it last week, and and it's just been absolutely crazy, crazy time. We've been too busy. Anyway, check it out. Uh, you can Google it or, or go to Martin House Brewing, uh, their website or, or their Facebook, and you'll see it. It's a, it's, it's actually really neat. The uh, the can and all the the uh, market material is best made pickles. It's a neat deal. Burger King. Has this 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 blew me away? This blew me away, and I'm gonna have to try because I got to see for myself. For everybody who loves food, Burger King has a new hamburger, a new Whopper called the Impossible Whopper, the Impossible Whopper, 
It's 0% beef, but 100% Whopper. 0% beef, but 100% Whopper. And I don't know how. It's uh, made of all vegetable products. It's made of soy, potato protein, coconut, and sunflower oil. Uh, and it's actually grilled and uh, cooked like a regular Whopper in the frame, flame broiler. Yeah. I don't know. It's Impossible Burgers, the name of the company that produces that for them. I think the fr- it, there's Beyond Meat and Impossible Burger. Yeah. Um, I've had them both at the NRA Show in Chicago. They're actually not bad. One of them, inside the little pockets of, uh, of vegetable protein, they put beet juice in there, so uh-huh. it bleeds like a burger. Oh, my gosh. It's the most ridiculous thing, but tastes good. <laughs> you should, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> well, the sliders I had at the NRA show were good. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, it launched uh, It all launched last week in, uh, in, in national news, and uh, it's going to be at various, various Burger Kings around the, uh, around the country, and I'm kind of excited to try it. Meek for uh, Dallas, some more Dallas news. Meek Cosina. reopened its Highland Park location. Uh, they spent some time remodeling and ran behind. But it opened up. Uh, it's opening up this weekend. They did a lot of renovations. We were over there. We drove over there last weekend to uh, go check it out, take pictures, and eat. But uh, they had not opened yet. They were behind on their scheduling, as usual, when it comes to restaurants. So uh, it's going to be open this weekend. You ought to go check it out. They've got that big patio there on top, uh, overlooking um, overlooking the the village there in Highland Park. Now some other great news. Get get fried. Get Fried sold. Uh, Get Fried is a concept uh, that had about 15 uh, locations. Uh, it was an, uh, owned by a, a North Carolina franchise, and they uh, they were all about French fries. They had everything French fries in their menu. Uh, they're moving the headquarters. Uh, a company bought them. They're going to move them out, and they're going to increase their. They need, I guess they need some cash infusion, but they're going to uh, increase it. They want to do 35 units in six states. Uh, and they're gonna they're gonna keep that thing going. Uh, I guess their big thing is chili fries. Uh, I have not had a chance to eat it eat at it yet, but it's it's exciting to me to see that an actual uh, restaurant that deals with nothing but French fries uh, can can actually get to that many units. So I had there's hope for the French fries. People 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 said they've been trying to kill them off, but there's hope for the French fries. You got to love French fries. I absolutely just. I'm in love with French fries and tater tots and anything potato, actually. James Beard, James Beard Foundation has a new program nationally. Uh, Boston, Chicago, Denver, Dallas, Houston, Louisville, Miami, Minneapolis, and Nashville. This is a great deal. You can, it's called Taste America. You can sign up for the culinary destination, get your tickets uh, at uh, James Beard Foundation's uh, website. And you can get tickets uh, for this for this these events, and it has various tastings from uh, culinary tastings from chefs that uh, celebrity chefs that do this. And it's a neat pro- It's a neat project, and it's uh, funded in part by Capital One, and uh, of course produced by James Beard. And I'm 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 really excited for this for this to come to town. Uh, actually, for everybody about it, it's going to be a great culinary experience. So go to jamesbeard.com. Uh, and uh, you can, again, it's a Boston, Chicago, Denver, Houston, Louisville, Kentucky, Miami, Minneapolis, Nashville, Atlanta, Charleston, Chicago, Denver, KC, Missouri. I love Kansas City, barbecue. Los Angeles, Louisville, and New Orleans. So if you live here, you can do Dallas, you can do Houston, you can do New Orleans. you got lots you can do here. 
You can do Denver if you want. It's not that far. Again, that's James Beard. And I got one more thing to talk about. Smoked Dallas. Actually, I got, actually, I got two things to talk about. Smoked Dallas. I've covered this event since it started. And last year we had Smoked Dallas and Smoked Fort Worth. Really liked, really enjoy the event. It's all about barbecue. Uh, it's 20, if you've never been, it's 20 different uh, craft barbecue pitmasters from all over the state that come in and bring their, their barbecue. Uh, d- different dishes. They have live music. They have beers. It is one of my absolute favorite events of the year. Uh, it's going to be at the Main Street Garden in downtown Dallas. Uh, I don't. I didn't see any. Uh, it's the sixth annual. I didn't see any plans for one in Fort Worth this year, but it was packed. The one in Fort Worth last year. They were both. They're always packed. Got to get your tickets early. Oh, look at there. They got Matt Pittman on the on the front of this thing. Anyway, uh, you need to get your tickets early. It's going to be a, a heck of a show. I love smoked. Uh, I've had just. Uh, I had a great time at that event the last uh, six years. Uh, and this year we've got uh, Bodacious Barbecue from Longview, Cadillac Barbecue from Dallas. They're my number one pick of the year last year for or this year of 2019, Cadillac Barbecue, and last year as well. We got Eva Mays Pit Barbecue. We got Ferris Wheeler's Pit Barbecue from Dallas. If you've never had fake Wheeler, uh, Ferris Wheeler's, it's awesome stuff. We got Heim Barbecue from Fort Worth, Travis and Emma Heim. We got Hutchins Barbecue. From McKinney, they're also on my list. They're, they're great. Uh, we got Her To Do Barbecue, which is Brandon Her To Do. <laughs> Her Tata. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it's just, uh, uh, and we got uh, Lockhart Smokehouse. We got Louis Miller. We got Meat Church from Waxahachie. That's Matt Pittman. We got Panther City, the new boys of Panther City, who are really making a, a role in the barbecue business. They got great stuff. They're opening up their new location now. It's about, it looks like it's about halfway through, maybe a little bit more being being finished over there, over there on uh, the Arch District in Fort Worth. Got Smith Family Barbecue. We got Smoke Sessions. Chad out of Roy City. We got Zalavas Zavala's Barbecue out of Grand Prairie, which is on my list too. I love Zavala's. Great stuff. Love their sausage, their tacos. Oh man, uh, they they've got a great thing going on. We got smoke sessions again, uh, and we got. That's um, uh, that's it. Guess that's it. Anyway, y'all need to get your tickets. It's Smoke Dallas, September twenty first, Garden Park in Dallas, and it goes from. Uh, you get in uh, two o'clock. Uh, you, I would do the VIP if I were you. It's not that much more money. You get an extra hour to get into the to the event, and uh, being the extra hour. You have that time, an hour. You have an hour free. Towards not a lot of people. Once they let those gate, once they start letting the gate people in the gates, it is it's on. So you need to be sure and try to get there for that event. Uh, I would do the VIP. It's only fifty dollars admission tickets for the VIP. All righty now, and we got one more thing. We got the new Cook Shack opening up this week in Fort Worth. Nashville hot chicken concept. And I'm so excited about this. It's on University Drive. If you haven't seen it, it's on University Drive, uh, across from. Uh, well, it's it's a it's across it's right right by the inter, the, the big intersection there at University and West Seventh. It's going to be a uh, fantastic Nashville hot chicken concert. It's a new concept, and I'm excited to get there. The, the food looks absolutely wonderful. And again, that opens up uh, it opens up this week, uh, this coming week, uh, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, I think Monday, Tuesday. They're targeting for Monday, Tuesday. So look it up. It's Cook Shack. 
Uh, I think it's cookshack.com. Hang on a second. Let me, let me make sure before I tell you here. Um, cookshack. Cookshack. Hey, morning, Chef. Um, it is cookshack. Right here, I got it. Let me just want to give you all the proper correct, correct information. Yep, cookshack.com. Uh, all, all one word, the cookshack.com. Uh, you ought to go to that right now if you get a chance. Uh, look, cookshack.com. I'm excited, decided to get that thing open. It's, it's a, as I said again, it's a new concept. Uh, anyway, I got Chef Patrick here with me today. We got a good show. And uh, this camera, we didn't, they, they didn't check that camera. Uh, uh, anyway, so. Well, here's uh, the deal. Um, <laughs> Give you two forehead. seconds. Oh, don't even forehead. ask, man. Let's say I hit. I, I got hit by something heavier than I am. So, um, yeah. Well, can, I can, give me a second. I'll fix that. Yeah. All right. Because you know, can't have all the focus on you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Can't have all the focus on me. We had a we had a little fapu in the schedule this morning. Kind of got a little bit. Uh, things kind of got shot off the wrong direction. It's just just part of show business. And I'm waiting here for Patrick to. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the World Food Championships, which we're real excited about. Uh, they moved to Dallas. This is the first year it's in Dallas, right? Yeah. So I think it's uh, what October 24th through the 28th, yeah, right? Coming up. Yeah, and they're going to be at uh, Victory Tower outside well, Victory Square, Victory yeah. Park, what? Reunion Tower. Yeah, Reunion. Tower, yeah, yeah Reunion right. Tower. Yeah. So okay, I was only yeah. a little bit off there. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a long walk for walking. <laughs> yes, it's a really long walk. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I believe it's a eighth or ninth year for yeah. the WFC. And um, we're expecting, I think Mike McLeod is expecting f- uh, 700 to 1,000 competitors. Right. It's, it's kind of cool because if you've ever watched, uh, let's call it um, scripted uh, cooking reality shows, yeah. they're not really scripted, but there's a lot of added stuff in there, you know, like the one-on-one interviews and things like that. This is all live. Uh, each event takes place in one day. There's 10 different categories from bacon to burger to sandwich. There's seafood. Um, there's dessert. There's a, all these different categories, and then each winner is crowned uh, each day. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean it's a busy event. It's crazy. Um, I, you, you can't you can't possibly make all the things that are going on with that with that with that event. I looked I've looked no, at the schedule ten times. Can't can't make it all. There's 15 things a day, um, yeah. and you know we're trying to add something a little special that Sp- uh, Spoonie will be the the host of a. Um, a broadcasting venue, so to speak there. Sure. So as I know, we'll have that wrapped up at the end of the month and I'll let everybody know what's going on with that. And hopefully it's going to be a really fun thing. And we'll get some interviews with every winner of every category and some special guests like, you know, you and some other local celebrities. And it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. What all you, did you go to one last year? I didn't. It was down in Orange. Yeah. And uh, I found out about it late. And I just couldn't make it. We had the NRA show last year in Chicago. Um, I had the, I was at the, um, the Texas Restaurant Association's, um, what do they call that? Their food show down right. in San Antonio. Right. And then it was right at, It was right after that, like uh, November, late October. Okay. And uh, I'm glad it's here this year because more than likely we'll be high and dry. I heard last year it was really humid. It rained day two nonstop um, or well, day one. Is, is, it, is, it, is it in the yard? Is it, is it outside? It should be outside, yeah. I guess so with all the, the all the live cooking stuff they have, they probably got to, it'd be really smoky to have it inside unless they had a big place. Yeah, and one of the, uh, one of the events is barbecue, right? Okay. So, um, and I know that uh, Innovative Group's the company that's doing the production. They're producing right. the whole thing this year right. and they do a lot of uh, oh, experience, they're experienced architects, right? So yeah. they own Maximus, the truck that was on the very first season. Oh, that's season. right, the big, the big truck. Uh-huh. And then I forgot they have another one too that's a big red fire engine that's a real fire engine but it's yeah. actually a smoker. 
It's a pit. It's a barbecue pit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw, the, yeah. I saw that at the at the Dallas. We did the event uh, in Dallas at um, Jerry World. That um, mm-hmm. uh, whatever event was, I don't know it's on my website. I don't remember. I do so many. I don't remember. But we had the fire truck there. Mm-hmm. It had it had a fire. And they'd taken the they'd taken the water the tank out the tank out exactly. and put the oven in. That yeah, was really neat. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, that thing's hard to drive around the country though. So we're I'm trying to get it like static in a region where we can uh, have more exposure to their assets. They do these things called skyboxes too. You ever been to the Colonial or to the Super Bowl? And it's like um, it's like a pimped out trailer, right? right. It's it looks like a fixed building, and basically it's a VIP uh, retreat for companies or for uh, just a VIP experience, sure. or to showcase product or certain things like that. Have sales meetings. Um, we're we're hoping to get one of those brought in for the event as well. So um, because not only are they producing the event, they're doing the VIP area. And again, we're hoping to be a part of that. So, how many chefs I have are going to be here for that? You know, last year they had five. It's six hundred, I think. It might have been almost seven hundred. And it's not just chefs; it's home cooks as well. Right. So you don't have to be you know, registered as any sort of certified chef or anything. You've never had to work in a restaurant, um, but I'd say close to a thousand nine hundred, eight hundred, somewhere in there. It's a lot of. That's a lot yeah. of cooking, baby. It's a lot of cooking. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, of it's cooking. four days, but and well, they got to fill it with all the events. Four days is a long time. Mm-hmm. It you is. Know, you know, if, I think they stop cooking about six each night, and then they, um, uh, after that, they typically do the announcement on who the winners for that those categories that day was um, later at night. Because I know when I watched the live stream last yeah. year, over we did the live stream over Spoonie. Uh, we had some people down there. Uh, Kitchen Ambush was down there doing live uh, reporting for us. Mark right. Conway, who does um, two different shows now. He has right. one that's the Food Sport Magazine, uh-huh. which he does late in the week. And that's ba- basically an update on this is Food Sport. It's live food competition cooking. And um, and then he does a show called um, tri- uh, it's a Family Meal. Okay, jeez. <laughs> I've only had about 16,000 family meals at home and 16,000 family meals yeah. in a restaurant. So, yeah. But uh, but he um, he was down there last year and did a lot of live reporting, and we're looking forward to kind of getting the same coverage this year. Video let's, let's talk about this Impossible Whopper. <laughs> yes. So you tried it. You tried it. Mm-hmm. They were doing serving sliders at what, what show was that? Yeah, so the National Restaurant Association's right. okay. 100th anniversary I didn't, show. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. make it to the show. I just, just so much I can't get to everything anymore. I'm only one guy, so... Yeah, you know, I, I understand. So, so, <laughs> so you went. So, were, were they were they giving them out as trials? Yeah. So there are two big guys, and and impossible the Impossible Burger that company I think was the first to market. Okay. Um, and they've been they've been hitting home runs ever since. Um, as a matter of fact, it's it's such a hit that I don't know if that company or the other company is doing um that burger. I mean, is doing it, but uh uh. What do you call it? Uh, Chick Fil A is yeah. now going to have a mock chicken burger. Huh. Okay, now they used to do that with what's called uh, it's called Satan, right? Yeah, uh, S E I T A N, not Satan, not uh, no, it's yeah, Satan. Yeah, yeah. Satan. Yeah, it's Satan was a ball of gluten, and you right. kind of you kind of boil right. it like mozzarella cheese yeah, and make right. fresh mozzarella. And then once it cools, you cut it into basically slabs, and then you peel it. Uh, half an inch thick, and it looks like it's it strings up like chicken, like the chicken proteins oh, do, the, the the tissue, and and you, you could bread it and fry it like sesame fried chicken. It was really good. Now all of a sudden, fast forward fifteen years, everybody's allergic to gluten. Yeah, I really think it's chemicals on the fl- on the you know the wheat. I, you kill I, that's it. what I think. Um, and I'm not blaming. This is not against any particular company. I'm not you know indemnifying anybody or damning anybody. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden there's this allergy to gluten. So I'm curious what vegetable protein they're going to use for their chicken products. Yeah, that'd, um, be, 
That'd be the thing. So, so when you saw when you saw it, what did you think? Did you have a preconceived notion? Because here's my deal: mm-hmm. if you're letting somebody try something like that, mm-hmm. you don't want to tell them what it is, because then you all of a sudden they have a preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. It's just like getting people to eat fish. A lot of people won't eat fish if they know what it is, but if you make it an addition and try it, they're going most nine times out of ten they like it. He's called scrod, dude. Whatever, but you know what I mean. It's just yeah. people are just preconceived notions about food or dishes, no matter what it is. So that's and you you talk about. Um, passion right yeah. all the time i all hear you time. say it every single interview yeah and I, I love it because that's really there's only one reason to it folks if you're watching or listening <laughs> there's only a couple reasons that you do this there's two passion for what you do right. or you're a masochist and you like the abuse right <laughs> yeah, and i'm not i'm not i'm not saying anything bad yeah, yeah. Been 30 plus years right yeah. i'm not saying anything bad about the industry but it's very difficult and it's it's a choice because for the amount of uh, time and effort and, um, uh, you know, skill right. that you have to acquire, expend for all of that. Sure. The return for most chefs, um, we don't get paid as much as you might think. Now, a few of us have been really lucky and done really well um, or have learned how to, um, you know, get exposure other ways to, right. you know, help well, most us. chefs do get exposure other ways. The celebrity mm-hmm. chefs now, it's not just, yeah. they're not making the money from cooking. They're being a chef, they're making the money from other things. They are. When you look at yeah. the, like, uh, Nobu's worth uh, $250 million or whatever, yeah. right? Something like that. Um I think the the most uh, the richest celebrity chef, the highest value is Jamie Oliver, six hundred million dollars. I think uh, second is um, uh, Gordon Ramsay, right? Four hundred fifty-five million, whatever it is. Okay, one potato, potato. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm telling you what, their restaurants, their restaurants don't make a lot of money because Jamie Oliver just closed like five restaurants, right? And they lost money, and he owes vendors millions of dollars. Jamie's a great chef, and the business organization made some mistakes. They had really high rent properties, but he did. He made all the money from endorsements, products, but cookbooks. But you know as well as I do, restaurants open and they close, open and they close, pinned on. You know, now air, more air, than ever. Yeah, because areas go in, they go out. You know, mm-hmm. it's trendy, it's not trendy. The location's a battle. They, they change the road on the location. They, they, they got construction, construction kills restaurants faster it, than anything. Anything. You know, right away in access. That's what they've had up to, up to, to someone. That's what's going on in Uptown. It it's really tough. Last year, it's bad. You know, um, you mentioned that with, I, re- I forgot who was here that day. Uh, you talked about, uh, you know, every three, four years, uh, yeah. chefs close restaurant and change location yeah. or the concept, Re- right? Right, you have to, yeah. Reinvent yourself. The maximum is five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Unless it's unless it's like a cafe, diner, yeah. you know, something that's Our just. Or Joe T. Garcia's. <laughs> yeah, well, well That's how long they've been running, man? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, a long, a long time. time. Back to the Impossible Burger. You yeah, switch gears. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't yeah, mean to get. I didn't. I, hey, you can say you can. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's the thing. We can we can make the mistake once, right? Because yeah. SEC ain't listening yet. But uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but no, uh, <laughs> that no. was funny. The, <laughs> um, so you so, okay? So you tried them. What they, they t- what actually, it, seriously, what it tastes like? Um, What's the flavor profile? Beef. Really? It's not as okay. You know the, they put the, a beef bouillon in there. Does it some? They gotta have some kind of something for flavor. Gotta be. Oh yeah, you know. Because I see the list here, and the list it doesn't. Soy protein is number one, right? Okay, yeah. here's another thing: people don't eat soy anymore. So uh, it's soy and and wheat wheat protein, which is a little gluten. But um, there's a lot of additives in there. When you look at the the main, they're giving you the main right, sure they are. hard the components. Combined, the, the, the ingredients, the, the main they're not, composition ingredients. Yeah, yeah, they're not giving you the liquid flavorings. They're not going the, to because do they, do they, they is do, anything proprietary where you, where you like can't somebody? No, okay. no, it'll be. Do you have the actual label? No, I don't have the label. Okay, we can look it up online. But there's a bunch of stuff in there that you'd say uh, yeah. as a vegan or a vegetarian. The thing is, they're not targeting a vegan market. Vegan market, they don't even eat honey, right? Because yeah. it's produced by a, a right. insect. Yeah. Right. Um, they're targeting the person who's trying to lower their meat consumption, their actual uh, animal protein consumption. Yeah. So that's their major market. 
because right. I did a little study on this. I did. I kind of inform myself, inform myself on that because yeah. I thought it's an inc- <laughs> incredible product. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I know. I re- did I already? Damn. <laughs> no, but li- but no. I was going to say, listen. This is Texas. Mm-hmm. Here we're getting off track again. We're getting get off track. Mm-hmm. This is Texas. I, I can't imagine it. But it ain't what's for dinner. I know, but but I also too, Texas had such an influx of people from mm-hmm. the West, California, and the North, New York, and, and the, 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 it might sell, but it's not going to ever be. It's not ever going to be. And they're, they're, they probably don't want that. No. Uh, as a menu, they probably just want a certain percentage of sales. They've got to figure out what's going to make them work and what's not. Yeah, but then you know uh, who is? Uh, is it uh, your very first guest? Very first guest. Uh, who? Oh, uh, Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Chef Lane. Okay. Look, he's got a vegetarian menu. Changes yeah. for five, six, a yeah. multi-course menu. Yeah. And that's 30% of sales yeah. every night. And they're not, they're not 30% of, of Dallas Fort Worth is not no. vegan, no, not I even know. vegetarian. No, I know. But I, you know, I find that interesting. It's, it's a new trend. beef afterwards to try. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they, they split a bunch of different stuff, but I just find it interesting. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go to uh, commercial here in a minute because okay. uh, we're capitalist and uh, people have to pay bills, as you know. We got to pay bills. <laughs> we aren't gonna get into the business aspect, <laughs> not today. <laughs> but after we get back from um, from our uh, break, we're gonna uh, talk some more about that. Bye. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-218-6473. 800-218-6473. That's 800-218-6473. Never Forgotten Apparel is more than just a premium women's and men's clothing line. It's a movement to remind us to wear American-made and serve those who serve us. Our heroes. Never Forgotten Apparel gives 20% of their total sales to nonprofits that support homeless veterans and off-duty firefighters. And 50% to individual veterans and firefighters in need nationwide. Check out NeverForgottenApparel.com and get 15% off your purchase. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-570-6630. 800-570-6630. That's 800-570-6630. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination, Fee and auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. You should be live. You yeah, should be live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. If, I, if I'm not looking in there, I got to screw up. Anyway, so we're back here with Chef Patrick, and uh, 
Patrick, tell everybody a little bit about uh, what you've done and where you came from, so that kind of gets back from a little bit. Oh, man. Um, I'm, a, uh, I'm the chief cook and bottle washer, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. At, uh, I've done, done that for 32 yeah. years. So um, I actually started out, I was in Japan, and I was, I w- I was t- taken over there in my early college years yeah. to um, just, I was, I was going to be an uh, interpreter and copywriter, right? right? So I started out that way, and I fell in love with Japanese food, and I never looked back. Uh, about a year into my career there, I, I was cooking full-time, kind of left that career, and um, there you have it. So did a little training over there, went to school, learned to do sushi, um, came back. White I dis- boy doing sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, what a draw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a white guy that speaks Japanese. Yeah, that's um, right. So I came back and uh, ended up moving up to uh, Denver to go to culinary school. I realized I didn't know how to cook anything that was uh, like uh, traditional European-based cuisine. Is this, is this pre-Nabu? Yeah, and then okay. right as I graduated in Denver from the, the uh, Art Institute there, um, I got an offer. I moved up to um, uh, Aspen to do Matsuhisa for, for Nobu and uh, my partner, Jeffrey Klein, so... And that was and that was how long were you in Aspen? Uh, a couple of years, and then went back down to Denver. There was a really cool um, concept that used to be in Chicago called High Ricky Asian Cafe, and it was like Thai, um, Laotian, um, and all this street food from Southeast Asia. And they had kind. It was it was you, you went in order at the counter, and then you sat down. And they called your number. Well, we took that to another level. We opened a concept called High Ricky. Still, it was called High Ricky. Um, as in, Asian, as in, Asian as, bistro. Okay. As yeah. in hi, Ricky? Hi, Ricky. Yeah, H-I. <laughs> yeah, not like Rocky Mountain High, get your high on, because yeah, okay. it's legal there, because this uh, was a long time ago. This okay. was in the 90s. Okay. So, um, but um, we opened there, and we did this really nice, beautiful, full-service version of what they did. My filet, so I did this, um, I did a prime filet that we packed in olive oil, garlic, some seasoning, Chinese five spice, oh. and ground ginger. And I packed it in there until it kind of, it didn't just marinate it, it kind of, it's saturated, right? And then I'd cake some of that on either side and we'd, we'd uh, do it on a flat top and then finish it in the oven. I beat right across the street from us, Roos Chris and all the other steak places for best steak in Denver that year. That's awesome. And then somebody stole a bunch of money and we closed. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, so then I went from restaurant there. Restaurant business. Restaurant business, exactly. So, uh, ended up uh, back, uh, ended up in L.A., uh, actually, San Diego, then L.A., right. um, and that's where I learned about vegan and vegetarian food. I worked for a place prior to working on Coronado Island. It was called the Vegetarian Zone. I love Coronado Island, by the way. Oh, dude, the Hotel yeah. Dell, and I was on the opposite side. Do you know where the um, where the ferry landing is? Uh-huh, yeah, there's a restaurant there, but there's one right next to it called Pioe's. It was a Polynesian uh-huh. restaurant. It used to have a big waterfall when you walked in, uh-huh. and it had these open ponds, saltwater ponds, around the seating, and they had puffer fish in there and all sorts of amazing That's exotic what you want to be fish. grabbing a puffer fish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was funny is it would spit at you. If you put your hand down near the water, they would like spit water out of the, out of the tank at you. Yeah. But um, we had a hundred foot dock, so you could roll up in your 110 foot yacht and, uh, you know, with a helicopter on the back and walk in and have a table for six or 10 or two. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... But I was at the vegetarian zone, which in the past had been called Kung Foods. It was founded in the 60s by these two hippies, these great people. And uh, they had partnered with Dr. Sears. So remember the very first high-protein, low-carb diet? Yeah. The, you know, the, the, uh, the zone diet? Right. Dr. Sears. He was uh, out of La Jolla. Okay. And so they had partnered in the late 70s, early 80s, and it became uh, the vegetarian zone. So it was a vegetarian restaurant that had vegan and vegetarian supplements, high protein supplements to go with your meal so you could follow the zone diet. 
and uh-huh. I worked there and uh, ended up they we we kind of rolled that and remodeled and uh, changed the concept and then I went to Corner Auto Island and then ended up at Universal Studios and there's a lot of great experiences out there you know me Dude. living out there and my girlfriend says you're in Newport. Yeah, yeah, well, I was in Laguna Beach. Oh, Laguna, yeah. Laguna. Yeah, I, I was in Newport all the time. I lived my, by my house in Laguna. I lived in gotcha. Laguna and then Laguna Hills. Uh, and uh, my girlfriend said, anytime I talk about California, you always just jump. Oh, I, lived in Ga- I like living in California. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's nine years. a great experience. If you don't have to drive, it's the best place in the world to live. Oh, I had to drive. I had, motor- I had cross rockets. But, 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 <laughs> yeah, I lo- yeah. But I love. I, What'd you I, ride? Uh, I had uh, 1100 and a 1000. Uh, I used to drive a Ninja 600. Uh, Honda's, CBRs. Yeah. No, nice. Um, but but I learned a lot in California mm-hmm. because a lot of the concepts that were there mm-hmm. were not anywhere else. Nope. And so and still to this day, so there's, a, there's a lot you can learn in California. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it, you, if you want to go out there and be a sponge, you can learn a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of crazy oh, yeah. there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on out there. But it's if you the land of fruits and nuts, baby. The yeah. land of fruits and nuts. But if you just if you just you, if you just buy if you just bypass all that mm-hmm. and just go out there and look at all the different concepts and the food and the drinks. And the shops and everything, even the clothes, anything. It's just a neat, neat, neat place to be. Yeah, you know, and so for, on a food note, right, we, we had celebrity chefs, but they were TV celebrities. Julia Child, yeah, they weren't James celebrity Beard. Chefs like they are now. James Beard was the first one, right? And then right. you had Justin Wilson, right. you know. I guarantee. Yeah, and you had, you know, a few he Jacques. Good, he was awesome. Yeah. You know, he wasn't even a chef. Yeah. The guy was a traveling salesman. Yeah, he was an engineer. I guarantee. <laughs> He's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, he was. And then you had like Jacques Pepin, right? And Jacques yeah. and Julia was my favorite show. Um, but you had your first rock star chef came from California, Wolfgang yeah. Puck, yeah. right? And from that came a plethora of other people. Sure. But if you look at all the famous chefs that have come from every area of the United States, at least um, up until about 10 years ago, yeah, Jeremiah Towers, um, Alice Waters with right. Shea Pennies, the first person right. to ever do like only food served within 50 to 60 miles of your location, hyper-local. Right. 35, four, almost four, what, 35 years ago, yeah. right? So... It's the birthplace of so many inventive, ingenious, um, delectable. Well, what they did was they blazed a trail, and now and they mm-hmm. they've kind of, they've kind of made they've kind of made a uh, a handbook because mm-hmm. now a young chef that's very young and just getting into it can be a celebrity in two, three, four, or five years even if without, they do it right. If they yeah. do it right, without any trouble at all. So they've, yeah. they 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 laid if that, you have some talent, they laid that. Yeah, that's what I mean. You gotta have talent. I'm they la- they laid that groundwork down. They did, and they showed people how to do it, and you can look back and look at all the everything they did and the streets and avenues they laid down and what they took and what they didn't take. Mm-hmm. And you can, if you pay attention and you, and you watch and you learn from that, then you can become one real quick. No, absolutely. And so, now Alice Waters, so there's some chef that came be, became famous not from TV exposure, like Alice Waters, for instance. She was just groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she had cookbooks and things, but there, she wasn't really a TV star. Uh, Nancy Silverton uh, of La Brea Bakery, right? The Moza Group. Uh, she, mm-hmm. Joe Bastianich, uh, Lydia Bastianich, you know, Lydia, uh, Lydia's Kitchen. Joe Bastianich, he's the handsome little Italian svelte guy that's on uh, MasterChef right. and MasterChef Junior. Right, right. Yeah, he's, and, he's cool. And Italia. Um, uh, I like his, his comments. He makes some funny comments. He too. is, isn't he? He's a great yeah. personality. Yeah. And they're also involved in the... Uh, you ever yeah, been that's to? what you got to have, too. you got to have personality. Well... You know, um, I'm sorry. I'm more like Drew Dog. And <laughs> no, but you know, what I mean, if you're gonna be a celebrity chef, you gotta have a personality. Yeah, if you're gonna do anything that engages in the public uh-huh. or sales, yeah, you gotta have a personality. I know that's right, <laughs> <laughs> dude. You change glasses more than I change socks. <laughs> Just joking. You, you got, got some nice specs, gotta have though, something man. That pops, baby. Man, do you got those light blue or green ones? I was yeah. looking at those, thinking, man, what if my lenses are fit in I there? I got some new white ones that I get about dude. ten comments a night on. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like, dude, man, I can't see him with the big white glasses. Give me my. Trademark, man. So I was a private chef for a while. Yeah. Uh, a couple of times uh, in L.A. I was for a, a big uh, guy who made his money um, in media, actually. Right. Uh, 
it doesn't really matter what company it was. I, I, I've said his name on the air. But there's a guy in Houston, right? And uh, we'll just call him Mr. K. And, you know, his, his net worth was quite substantial. Yeah. And he lived in the penthouse of, um, you know where Meekum Fountain is down there, right? Yes. Okay. Next to it, there was the Warwick Hotel, which is now the Hotel Zaza, right? Right. Next I haven't to, seen that new Warwick. I haven't seen Zaza. Yeah, but anyway, there's, there's a big tower that kind of looks like an H, uh-huh. but with it sealed on the top, and that's right. called the uh, um, uh, Meekum Tower. Right. And... Um, <laughs> uh, he lived in the penthouse up there. Okay. It was one guy in this like 7,000 square foot penthouse yeah. and he wore these, he had the coolest glasses I've ever seen. I always wanted to like ask him where he got them, but I didn't, I, you know, I just stood in the kitchen 12 hours a day waiting for him to ask for food. Um, but, <laughs> uh, and, um, that was the first time I really cared about any of his glasses. Like this guy's like 74 years old and these glass or 78. And I was like, dude, you're so stylish, man. That's like, I didn't, he was like a rock star yeah. that nobody... You got to hunt for glasses, man. We, I spent mo- I spent months and months and months hunting for glasses. I mean, I'm talking about... I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking about... I have been... We've, I've dragged my girlfriend into we've, the, the three different states we've been in. A glass shop. I go to, I go to I glass shops, all of them. Because it's some crazy. of the stuff... Some of the stuff, these gl- custom glass makers and these, these yep. celebrity glass people and the uh, glass companies won't sell online. They only sell in-store. So people think they're seeing everything online because they're lazy and just want to shop online or don't want to go see anybody. But the good stuff's in the stores most of the time. Like those new Tom Fords I had. Couldn't find them anywhere, and it couldn't find them. And wait, we had to. We took three months to find them, and, and they the were painstaking. Look, I'm hey, telling you, hey folks, first world problems, baby. First world, <laughs> yeah. now. But you know, um, it is. I have a really broad. So I need one that has a broad bridge, right? Yeah. And so finding glass that fit my face, I'm like, Gee, man, I went through like every one of the cookie cutter places. Then I started going to the designer places. It took me like four months to find frames that would actually fit my face and look decent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, it's it's a it's a so, so did you like Nobu? I guess you did. You like Nobu? Yeah. How, how did, so no, Nobu got notoriety from all the all the celebrities, uh, movie stars that got involved. Yeah. In it, right? So you want to hear you want to hear how he got his second restaurant? Yeah. So he, his first restaurant. Um, okay, Nobu was working as a sushi chef. His dad was a very famous architect in right. Tokyo, right. Uh, in Japan, and um, so in he, Japan, being a sushi chef's a craft. It's like an artist. Dude, it's hard, man. Yeah. You ever seen a Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Yeah, okay. I love that. You know how long it takes. to I watch pr- it like four times. Yeah, me too. I watch it at least twice a year. <laughs> but, well, I learn little tips and tricks, you yeah. know, stuff I missed. Um, but f- to work for him, to become a uh, actually chef on the line and go out and do your own thing, if you wanted ten years to apprentice, ten years. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's a hell of a long time. And, and you know, you make okay money, but Tokyo, okay, one square meter of property in Tokyo, when I was there in 19, when I left in 1993, 94, was a million dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, just think about the cost of sure. living, and it's, it's crazy. But Nobu got famous. Um, he opened a restaurant in um, Alaska that burned down. He hates cold places, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and he... Um, he went to. He opened uh, Matsuhisa, which is like up the street from the Stinking Rose on La Cienega, uh-huh. right across the street from the old Beni, the original Benihana uh-huh. out there, and uh, right in the heart of Beverly Hills. He got really famous within that group of people there, and Robert De Niro was his biggest fan. Yeah. And so the story goes that I've heard, um, Robert De Niro wanted him to come and do a place in New York because he was tired. Of, he he doesn't like L.A. He hates flying to L.A. all the time because I don't know if you know, but Robert De Niro owns like half a tribe of Tribeca, right? Yeah. Um, and so Drew Neoporant was a partner chef with him. With um, they have a 
It's funny you hate going to a place that makes you the most money because that's where they made their movies. Well, for the for the for the, for the when he started, absolutely. But yeah. you have to. He was building his own studios right yeah. in Tribeca, and then yeah. they have Tribeca Film Festival, right. and so it's just his you know his yeah. element. Yeah. And I don't think he hated being there. It's just his travel there, yeah. you know, because he he wanted to eat there all the time. So Drew Porn owned like Tribeca Bakery. And uh, Tribeca, it's uh, Tribeca Grill and some other. Okay, so he said, "Well, why don't you come like be the chef at Tribeca Grill?" And he's nobody says I don't do steak, man. It's not my thing. I do Japanese food. And Robert Nero says, "What is it going to take?" He goes, "I want to be in your next movie. I want to be on the poster for your next movie, <laughs> and and I want." you to pay for everything, basically, <laughs> no, to, to build out the restaurant. Right, right? Right. And so they, they did form a good partnership. But if you look at the, uh, the, the movie card, the, the poster for um, Casino, there's a Japanese guy. And in the movie, he's at the Baccarat table. That's Nobu. Oh, okay. And so that was his first movie appearance. Oh, and, that's neat. Yeah. And, um, and he just, from there, they opened New York. There was London, Tokyo, Paris. Matsuhisa is, is the, it's the same concept, but that's owned by him. Right. We were the only license deal to ever be done under that Matsuhisa brand was up in Aspen. Um, and then he's got Miami, South Beach, uh, the Hard Rock Hotel. In, I love Miami. Oh, dude. I lived there, too, for one summer. I, I was there for yeah. a year and a half. Loved it. Oh, man. I was on the 17th Street Causeway. Yeah. Oh man! On the first, over the South first bridge. At that time, South Beach was crazy. That's when all the drug stuff was going on, all the shootings oh, and everything. Man, it was. Uh, it was. I mean, it was already. Uh, we used to, I'm from New York, right? We used to call it God's waiting room. Yeah. You know, it's where you went to retire. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like uh, yeah. it was a lot of Jewish retirement communities, right? Yeah. And so, um, and then it went through that phase, the the drug really. Right. Dirty phase. It was Pablo like was New York in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yes, he was. Thank yeah. goodness he, that's done. But yeah. and then and then it came really glitzy and glamorous and uh, yeah, really expensive to be there. Now, now it's level off. Now it's absolutely beautiful. But you know, it's, it's still not as far as homes and stuff goes. It's still not as pricey as some of the other places in part of the country. It's really no, not. It's not. I mean, not for the income you can make no. there. Um, and the restaurants all have the Latin flair. I love the Latin flair in all the restaurants. Oh, I just the, absolutely love Latin food. The Cuban influence there is yeah. amazing. It's so oh, good. I'm telling you. Um, so anyway, you know, I'm actually deaf in one ear. So if I don't put them both on, it sounds so funny. I've tried to do the earbuds thing. I have some custom ear molds that I can get done, but um, I uh, I loved living there. I learned a lot there. Um, was there a Nobu there? There was. It, it was, used to be at the um, so there was the Delano and the Shore Club. Delano and Shore Club that were started by um, uh, the guys that own Studio Fifty Four. Um, uh, Ian uh, Ian Schrager and his brother passed away. Ian's the one that went to prison. For money laundering oh, way back in the day. Whoa! Hey, good catch. Where's my sippy cup, dude? Where's my sippy cup? Good thing I caught that. All right, hey. Yeah, just messing the studio up. Hey, so you know, I, I tried to put the power plug back down there so we could have technical issues, but no, no. Um, so it was at the uh, Shore Club, and um, the uh, and they're like two blocks away. And I remember being there one night. The the executive chef there was a guy named Jonathan. He was the chef from London, and I helped out several times down there and uh, during the opening, but. It was New Year's Eve, and I don't remember what year, but they did a hundred grand in sales in one night. Yeah, hundred Alco- grand. A lot of that alcohol, or still a lot of food. Yeah. So what they? Well, yeah. I mean, there was only about hundred and ten seats inside, yeah. but then they had this lobby area, this kind of really cool patio lobby that had about another sixty seats, and you know, alcohol. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's where you make your money anyway. That's where you make your margin, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so that's the business of food. Yeah. All right, you know, that's what I really, the Food Biz Pro Show, yeah. I really like talking about the business of food. Yeah. And people don't understand, like your family has had 
100 restaurants over the years, close to 285. 50. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've done almost 50 openings. I'm like, 285, that's a lot of restaurants. Even over 100 years, yeah. that's a lot of restaurants. Every penny counts, but alcohol, just alcohol, any kind, any kind of drinks like that, make your profit margins just go through the roof. So. Yeah, because I mean, what's your, what's your poor cost on uh, on uh, spirits? Like 23% yeah. on you know, high, maybe 30%, yeah. maybe. Depending on what spirits you're using. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and what you're charging, the higher, you know, you're not going to have super high end, you know, uh, spirits at a place that isn't going to be able to charge for it, right? right. So 23% somewhere in there, beers. Nowadays, the spirit business is so good, though. I mean, this place has got six six or 700 different kinds. Of, it's just absolutely insane to me. You know what that all, you know what started that, right? So I love the history of food and beverage. That's part of the business of the business. So Grey Goose. You know the whole story. Oh yeah, dude! I've seen all the taste tests and I've watched all the videos and all that crap. But have you? But have you seen how? The, have you seen the really funny spoof on how that whole thing started? No, no. Okay, I forgot the guy's name. People but people still use people still. I'll, I'll have Gregus. I don't want. I don't want to have anything else. Mm-hmm. They still do that mm-hmm. nowadays. Oh yeah. Well, because it was the first premium sure. vodka. But vodka is is defined as an odorless, tasteless liquor. Right. I mean, a spirit. Right. <laughs> Colorless as well. Right. Uh, odorless. Odorless. Colorless, uh, always colorless. Okay, right. Yeah, but but that's still as fine as. But now mm-hmm. they have so many. They have they have probably a thousand flavors. Cotton candy vodka, uh, dill pickle, baby, dill pickle vodka. Yeah, right so from Deep, uh, Deep Ellum. Yeah, Deep yeah. Ellum. Yeah, we went there. Yeah, yeah. So um, so what happened was they that was like first boutique spirit. Uh, they and uh, no offense to uh, the uh, Johnny Walker people, but Johnny yeah. Walker Blue, you know, was yeah. basically just a blend of some stuff they had, yeah. and it was a good blend, but way overvalued and it's packaged in a really beautiful box with a silk lining and and the marketing was everything they had lots of money to put into marketing so but gray goose basically the gentleman who had the rights to import uh uh, jägermeister to the united states right he was trying to figure out how to monetize that and he went to he finally saw i don't know it was like some frat party somewhere and he saw they were doing these things this bar had was doing and he's like every bar in america is going to start doing jägermeister shots for the uh, nearer universities okay so then he's looking for his next big hit so he goes he's looking for a boutique vodka. So he goes to France of all places and he meets with a lady who produces vodka and they strike a deal that they're going to produce and they're going to, they're going to market the hell out of the first premium vodka ever made. And they did. And it was, yeah. it was the first and it's still, people still think a lot of people, it's, it's great. I watched all the videos and read all the hits, but I've never seen why it's called, why they called it Grey Goose. I wonder. Oh, uh, you know what? Cause uh-huh. you'll never forget it. Right. It's like hi Ricky. No, no. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, all I can tell you is my, my friends that have a band from high school still, from when I was in high school in Arizona in the 80s, they, uh, they've had lots of iterations. Now they're called Fat Gray Cat because they're all old, fat, and gray. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they had an old gray goose on the. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting how that whole boutique spirits industry has developed because it's really affected Texas. Sure, it has. You know, we have. Well, we have, we have the number one. We have the, we, we're the state with the number one most. Distilleries, uh, you know, craft distilleries in it. Crazy, right yeah, that's crazy. That's and nice. the breweries around here are insane. I know. I, used I, to, mean, I just did my story on the best breweries. I know, dude. You got. How do I get involved in this stuff, man? We don't. <laughs> we don't have enough contact outside of the show for me to. You have invited me to a couple events I couldn't yeah. go to, and I, I'm busy all the time. I'm run, I run from on weekends. On some weekends, we'll go to five different events in one day. Okay, but here's the thing: people don't know you still help run the ranch. I mean, I called you one day. I'm like, you're like, I'll call you in a couple hours, man. I'm running cattle over to Oklahoma, and I'm <laughs> like. Or well, I don't know where yeah, you go. That's where I was going yeah, there. and I'm like, but I'll be back in like six hours. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, you are probably. I mean, a lot of people are busy by you know because they're just 
you are busy by choice because you have such a pa- well, back to passion. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm doing the interview now, aren't I? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's become a, not an obsession, but a, uh, you have a desire to succeed like no one I've ever seen. I'm telling you. Well, my, when I started, I, I, I didn't want to be just a food blogger. That's why I started the mm-hmm. website and that's why I, you know, do all the stuff for the news medias and you do a ton. Cause, cause I wanted, I wanted to do, I wanted to be, I wanted to be, an everything brand, you know. That's why mm-hmm. we do. That's why we review drinks. Why we do stillers. Why we did the. Just why we got the chef program. Why we. Why we did this program. It's just I, I wanted to be a full round house for everything from. You it's know, awesome. Barbecue. I mean, it's just, it, 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 and it's a lot of work. Yeah. So you. It took you how long? Eighteen months to go around to the uh, craft breweries, right? No, I spent or for the I, best beers. The distilleries. I, the I, I, haven't yeah. done, I haven't done the breweries yet. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't made. I hadn't pulled that trigger, well, but I'll I've, make uh, the rounds with you. On yeah. That one. <laughs> But uh, it, we spent we spent eight months to a year doing it, yeah. Wow. Because, you know, we would go and we'd go back. And we'd go because it, it's just like with restaurants. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything unless it's just really, really good. I don't do anything on the first swap. I, I'll go back two or three times. You know, I'm not going to do anything on the first whack. I just – I want to give it time to see. Yeah. And if they've just opened up, if they've just opened up, I want to make sure that – I want to go back because they, they change a lot. When a restaurant opens up, they change Absolutely. a lot. They, they, see, the staff turns over most of the time. So. Yeah, and people are like, how was it? How was it? You're, I'm there. I'm invited on a night, too. And I'm like, it was good. You know what? But I, I, I'm not going to say anything until I'm going to give them time to mature, right? And, yeah. and, and settle in. And, and, you know, I never say anything negative about an opening night because I'm telling you what. Um, it's, 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 <sighs> it's never right. But that, but that's what but it's, it's hard. That's another thing about my business. I base my deal on, on being positive. So you know, I'm a positive person. Absolutely. So, and I, and that when I first started, I said you're not going to be able, to, you're not going to be able to be a positive food grid because people want it. Well, guess what? It's it's worked. And it's, it does and we've work. Gotten very large. So we're reaching we're reaching over three million a month now. So uh, yeah, I know. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna use your numbers to leverage on Spoonie, by the way. No, but uh, <laughs> I mean you got because you have a, a couple of terrestrial radio stations, another an internet radio channel that's picked you up. Uh, you have uh, what one out of Florida, one in New York. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean you're growing like wildfire. Yeah. The thing is, the thing I hate is that when, when they pull when they download those shows and then mm-hmm. replay them, it doesn't show on the numbers. So it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of sucks because when they download that show. Or they replay it on their terrestrial our, stuff. Ter, ter, yeah, and they replay on their radio mm-hmm. on Sundays or Mondays. It doesn't it doesn't show our number, our listing base. Well, what I know. what I do for that, and I'd recommend as a you know as a business and restaurant and whatever consultant, <laughs> yeah. um, two things: a you can you you can buy on terrestrial. There's like a rating for that uh, market. Yeah, and yeah, I, you can pay for it, but that channel will have the ratings. They'll tell you yeah. like two or three point one. Well, they, or they tell me how many mm. people listen to it, but yeah. that doesn't equate to the actual numbers that I look at. So it's just one. Yeah, of those no. So you have to add that to yeah. whatever you have. Yeah. On t- I know it's tedious work. Yeah. And then on the internet side, I'd say, hey, you need to give me monthly numbers, and because I'm sure it's through their app, so they tell who's listening, what time, uh, you know, where their what their ISP address is, so they know what the demographic is and location. And yes, folks, the boring business of business, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's never dull here on live radio. <laughs> no, let me tell you, not. live radio <laughs> slash uh, video, because uh, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, you, I mean, you're, you're thanks for being gracious enough to ask me in this morning. Uh, oh yeah, your your guest, uh, got, it, oh, it, wires, wires got crossed, and it's uh, fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. So, so, yeah. so it is fun. Again, I want to tell everybody. I want to talk about mm-hmm. the 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 World Food Championships. Yes. Uh, everybody needs to go if you're listening. Just go to go to the it's World Food Championships and check it out on mm-hmm. the on on their on their website. It's phenomenal. Because I did a deal over there with Mike. We did. Uh, I did a, when they were doing that cooking deal over there. Mm-hmm. That that cook off. It was fun. But. Yeah, and so so there's a bigger there. This is two thousand events. 
that leads up to this. Right. Um, uh, they had the so they had the Caribbean food cook-off, which is now a part of the World Food Championships in Puerto Rico, and they were highlighting a bunch of business opportunities, farming, rebuilding, things like that. A lot of American chefs went there from the Gulf Coast to try and win categories there and get a golden ticket into the final event. So there, what happens is there's 2,000 events right now, or maybe 3,000, that you either have a local, regional, or golden ticket events. So if it's a local event that's small, typically you have to win that one, qualify for a larger event, win that one, then you can move up to the to be qualified to go to the, the championship. Um, and then they have golden ticket events. So um, like Culinary Fight Club, they have their big, um, which is kind of the same thing. It's a one-hour deal, though. They have like five chefs, one hour in a restaurant. You can bring three of your own secret ingredients. The rest is from their pantry, which you don't know what's in it except some staples. And yeah. uh, and dude, you got oh, an man. hour. To, yeah, and it's usually like a bite. The Impossible stuff. Burger, yeah, dude. If I could create that in an hour, we wouldn't be sitting here, dude. I'd be well, okay. One more time. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the regular Whopper, yeah. it's, it's, they've got it, and it's got beets and beet juice inside of it. So, so I I I think it's Impossible Burger, but one of those uh, vegetable-based protein burgers. What they do is they, they um, when they make those little protein globules, they're right. like a little cell, right. right? They're literally a little capsule. Right. And they compress, they, they mold the burgers out of that. Um, there's a little bit of beet juice inside. So that if you cut it open or break it open, it doesn't run like red, like it's rare, but a little, you know that little pinkish uh, kind of glow you get to, right. the, to the, the juice that flows out? Right. That is there that shine that that pinkish uh, do, do they take the to take that horrible hoing off the beet juice because yeah, it's got it's, a bad ba- it's got a bad aftertaste beet juice does yeah it does especially in powdered form but yeah, yeah no it's it's just uh, it's just the color so it's not the actual beet juice it's the coloration from it so it's an all natural color coloring product but okay. so back to WC real quick and then we'll because impossible burger I think I think that impossible meat uh, burger should go ahead and like oh, contact and, WFC and see if and, they can and, do a v- vegetarian burger or a vegetarian yeah. uh, and event. they got that new thing going on now with with the with the chick-fil-a sandwich against the uh oh the new mcdonald's Pope- no the popeyes, popeyes. Yep. yeah that, that bill's going on right now do you know uh, chick-fil-a is number two fast food right now yeah well burger king be, fell by the wayside it should be number one Dude, because they have great service they have great service they have a good product they beat you to death they beat you to death with service they do. No, they come, yeah. sir. Everything okay? That's yeah, right. it's good. It's good. <laughs> no, right. I don't need my water filled. <laughs> but um, so, so WSC, real quick. Uh, Two thousand events lead to this one four-day event, right? And again, that's October twenty-fourth through the twenty-eighth here in um, Dallas. Yeah, what what tower? Reunion. Reunion Tower. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't want to get that wrong. Yeah. Uh, and um, so, with that, um, those ten category winners about six months later, which. Last year it was in October, I think. This year they met in May. Uh, they met in May this year in um, New Orleans. Oh. Okay, so those ten category winners had a two day event, where the first event was I forgot what they cooked, but you better uh, hurry you're running uh, my closing time. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so they narrowed down to five. Then the second <laughs> event narrows down to three for the final. That final winner, their winning dish went on the menu at Antoine's, which is the oh, birth. Okay. I love the, Antoine's. Yeah, the, the birthplace of Oysters Rockefeller. Yeah. That, yeah. Founded in 1896, not a new menu item added in over 100 years until that event. Well, I'll tell so, you what. Who knows what to get in store I for I love next Antoine's. Year. Me too. <laughs> Thanks, Trey. Yeah, but you bet, buddy. Okay, so if you're trying to get a hold of us, it's treyschowdown.com. That's Trey with an E because, like I always say, the handsome studly kids are 
Trey with an E, not an A. <laughs> but if you go to our website, you can hook us up on all social media. You can go to our chefs page and find out about chefs um, all over the state of Texas. We've got our live. We have all of our um, live shows on the Trey's Shutdown Live page. We also have a barbecue guide. We've got a free restaurant guide. The barbecue guide's got free barbecue restaurants all over from uh, East Texas all the way to West Texas. Uh, we've got all of our blogs. We have all of our uh, on our video side. We have all of our the last five years of our TV shows. You can go back and watch all our food episodes for ABC and Fox and uh, Blaze and all that. It's just absolutely phenomenal. If you're trying to get a hold of Spoonie, anything yeah. at Spoonie. Yeah, Spoon- anything oh, oh, well, at Spoonie. Well, there's DJ Spoonie. So Spoonie.com. Everything yeah. else is at Spoonie Radio. Yeah, yeah. And we're on we're on LinkedIn too. Uh, I don't have LinkedIn linked up to my uh facebook page but linkedin has become a huge we're ten thousand strong now linkedin so nice linkedin's doing link linkedin's doing very well for us so you can head out and uh, go do linkedin and also be sure to remember next saturday uh august 30th uh we're going to be live with fox on the best bacon dishes in uh, dallas fort worth spent a while eating bacon dishes and i've got them all the way from uh, expensive to really inexpensive and they're all absolutely delicious because you don't like pork but i do I do consider pork belly bacon. It it's is. It's just thicker. Dude, it's it's big bites. <laughs> yeah, big big bites. bites. Not as crispy. <laughs> See y'all next week on our live Trace Chat Down Live. Adios. This is the only 24-hour, take-anywhere platform dedicated to food and fun. We're Spoonie. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.